Don't Call Me Girl Boss is an unfiltered perspective from women small business owners. I'm your host, Jessica Buck, and I have been a small business owner for six years and counting of Sunless Ray, which is a spray tan business. I have a location in Orange County, California, and I'm currently doing mobile spray tans in Austin, Texas. I have also started selling my own online Sunless products. In this podcast, I interview like-minded women business owners who have been through all the stages of owning a business or are just starting one. I hope the stories you hear in these interviews will help you become the best version of yourself. Recently, my small business on this ray came out with our very own self-tan mousse set. Our mousse is vegan, non-toxic, meaning none of those harsh chemicals you see in other self-tanners. It is cruelty-free and has a fresh out-of-the-shower smell. You will not smell the self-tanner at all, and the best part is it is literally dry in 60 seconds, meaning it won't be on your sheets and it won't be on your clothes. Our set comes with our buildable mousse, application mitt, and exfoliating mitt. You will have everything you need to have the perfect at-home tan. For our listeners, I am doing a special promo code, GIRLBOSS, for free shipping. That is all one word, GIRLBOSS. And you can purchase our mousse on sunlessray.com. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Call Me GIRLBOSS. On this episode, I am interviewing Hair Gypsy Nick. Um, Her name is Nicole, goes by Nick mostly. And then she told me her family calls her Knickknack, which I think is so cute. She has been a hairstylist for 17 years in Orange County, California. She was at her first salon for 15 years, and then she just recently switched salons. And she is also going to be starting her online educator program. Um, She's pivoting a little bit during COVID just to bring value to other stylists and to bring in another stream of income for herself. In this episode, we're going to go over where you should go and get licensed, becoming a hairstylist, getting clients, how to pivot during COVID, being a mom and a business owner, and how every independent contractor is a business owner. And this was something interesting to go over with her because we talk about this in this episode is when you start a trade or when you become a hairdresser or when you become an esthetician or when you become a plumber, like whatever it is out of high school and you go into trade school, you're basically becoming a business owner and how a lot of the time you don't realize that that's the case. You think I'm just going to do this trade and you know, it evolves. You start as an independent contractor and that's basically your own boss. So we go over that and how that's something to think about for future people getting into that trade or for people who are in the trade now and realizing you are a business owner. And then we also go over how important how important branding is. So if you're a hairstylist, if you're a nail artist, whatever it may be, it is so important to have branding. She has a gypsy vibe and it is super cute. She just found her niche. I know it's hard to find and figure out what you wanna be and what you wanna stand for, but when you do, you position yourself away from your competition you give yourself branding whether it's certain colors whatever it may be but that is super important well without further ado here is nicole 
I'm so excited, awesome. by the way. <laughs> I know. I'm really excited to have like you on and someone who's a hairdresser because there are just so many people that I know as hairdressers who are just so lost in the business game, to be yeah. honest. Like, yeah. I, and it's so I sad. It's, I know. It really is. It's it just really like is. I feel like you, you know, you're out of high school, like I want to be a hairdresser, but you don't realize you're becoming a business owner at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Go to high school and then know you wanted to be a hairstylist or how did that start? Yeah. So I went to high school and one of my really good friends in high school, her aunt was a a hairdresser and her salon was like really close by, um, our high school. And so after school, we would kind of walk over there, say hi to her, hang out a little bit. And I just think as a young, a young female, I thought it was so cool. The vibe in there, everything just about the salon was super fun and exciting. And even though you're doing, you know, pretty much the same thing every day you weren't in a way because it would be a new person sitting in your chair with a whole new vibe you know just every person's different even though you're going to do a highlight on everyone you're doing a different kind of highlight or you're doing a different kind of balayage or stuff like that so even though you're doing kind of the same thing every day you're really not because of who the people that you're working on and your environment so I just thought that was super cool and very interesting and I'm a very loud boisterous like full of energy person and to in my mind as a young adult to be confined in an office or you know a very small you know space and kind of someone telling you what to do all day long that never seemed fun to me as any young adult doesn't like that you know And so I just wanted to grow a career that I could be my own boss, but still be in a very um, regulated environment, but I could still regulate my own environment, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. So yeah, that always was very intriguing to me as a young adult. Yeah, when yeah. you be, were com- thinking of becoming a hairdresser, did you think, okay, that also means I'm a business owner? Did you have honestly, two and two? Honestly, not. Like, it's funny because I love that you're bringing that to awareness because I feel like as a young adult, you're just like, oh, I'm going to do hair. I'm going to make people look beautiful. It's going to be super fun. I'm going to hang out with my friends. Honestly, I didn't. And I think that people in high school, I think that high school should teach people people that like you don't have to go to a four-year college you could do a trade you could be a welder you could be a hairdresser you could be so many different things and but every even if you're a welder even if you're a stylist or you know something like that that's your own business and I feel like that they should be teaching our new generation that because there's so many avenues it's not just a four-year college and that's the only way you're going to be successful it's honestly not and I feel like in, in a new age that we're in right now it's evolved so much where entrepreneurship, whether it be spray tanning and, you know, something like that, or stylists like me, it's, you have so many windows and so many doors you can open within a small space like that. And they don't really teach you that in high school, which I hope that I can teach a lot of women and my own children 
you know, I have three girls and I want to teach them that you can do whatever you want, whether it be a small business from home or online, you can do whatever you want. You know, there's not, there's not like this box that you have to go in. There's so many things that you can do. Yeah, I agree. And it's just with social media, it's opened up even more doors because when I was graduating high school, Instagram had just, just come around. And I think like with your generation of girls, it's just going to be different. They're exposed to so many. They're following their hairdresser on social media, I'm sure. Like yeah. they see so many they different aspects. They see what aspects. she can do. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not like, oh, I want to be a hairdresser because I liked, you know, the salon. I liked her doing, you know, doing hair in that environment and dressing up cute and having my own vibe. It's like, no, like yeah. I see her working her ass off on social media, building yeah. her clientele. Like that's something I want to do as well. So you're seeing both perspectives. Totally. And that, and I was the generation where we didn't have social media in high school. My, my girls kind of laugh because I didn't have a cell phone. I had a pager. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you remember pagers. I had a pager and I had to call my mom and I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have social media. I didn't have Snapchat. I didn't have, you know, Instagram and these new hair. And I've been doing hair for this February will be 17 years which is like crazy to me. I can't even believe I feel old saying that, but it doesn't, it seems like a blink of an eye, you know, mm -hmm. time passes so fast. And like, I didn't come, I, these new hairdressers and new stylists that come out, they are so, so lucky to have social media because it's a platform that they can use and build their business that I never even have. I did word of mouth. I did passing out flyers, like, going to colleges and pat like doing grunt work that like people don't even do anymore. Or it's like funny to even think about what I tell people. <laughs> yeah, I, I would never it's all in, you know, I just moved to Austin, Texas. And the only way I grew my clientele is through Instagram. Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. And I thought that was so rad. Like, when I met you, and I when I first met you, you just opened the Brea salon. And I was like, girl, you're gonna move. And you're like, yeah, we're gonna do it. And I'm like, so happy for you how much you've evolved even it has it been a year it'll be a year next month which is really creepy because I feel like I moved here yesterday yeah it's so weird and I feel like you just left yesterday like it doesn't seem that you know far off it's so crazy it's I just... can only tell time with how my son's growing that's exactly. really the only way yeah yeah exactly and your son's grown so much and my kids like they're my kids are preteens. like it's crazy it's that's how a blink of an eye, you, pretty soon he's going to be a teenager and you're going to be like, what the heck? It's weird. Oh, I can't. I know. It's so scary. I know. I, I know. It's little scary. forever. I know. Enjoy it because it's, it's, I miss those moments. I'm, I love seeing kids and like, I have a bunch of nieces and nephews, but I like, I miss that age. You think you're, you're like, oh, it's going to be like this forever. And now they're doing their own thing and wanting to be with their friends. And you're like, where are my children? Like, it's sad. But yeah, yeah, enjoy, enjoy every second. I know it's, it's like the days are long, but the years are short is the saying for parents. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Until you become a parent, I feel like you don't, you'll never realize that until. No. You're... Cause the days you're like, oh my God, just take a nap, take a nap. I need yeah. to get work done. Yeah. And then you're like, oh wait, you're three years old. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so crazy. Yeah, so we kind of, so hairstylists are business owners. I feel like anyone who's a stylist or a trade is basically a business owner. Mm -hmm. So did you think that you like had an entrepreneurial spirit growing up or did you think like your life yes. would evolve that way? 
I, it's funny because I didn't as a child think that, but like my dad was always an entrepreneur. So when I was growing up, he owned his own business and I honestly give almost all my dedicate the way I am and the way my business mind is, is because of my dad. He owned a, um, a catering company since I was, a, since I was born, he started from the ground up. Um, he did weddings you know, work events, all that. And I honestly started working since I was like 12, 13 years old, helping him at, you know, he used to go to like Mercedes Benz and they would do a catering for, you know, some big event for whatever they were having. And I would do weddings and I was always behind the scenes. And I saw how hard my dad worked for everything that he had. And I'm I am uh, the oldest of five children, which we were never poor, never, you know, not had what we wanted, but we were never like super, super well off, but he was grinding all the time. And I never felt like we didn't have what we needed, you know, and that was back in the day when I feel like it was, it's harder now to have a big family like that, but still it's always hard in California to have a big family like that. So him working so hard as he did as a father and entrepreneur building his business from nothing and it blew up made me be like wow you can do anything you put your mind to and he really instilled that in me as a young child mom did she just stay home with you guys yeah she stayed home with she stayed home because we had so many kids and my the third child um one of my sisters was born with a terminal illness and so oh, wow. that yeah so that kind of made her have to stay home because of how sick she was and doctor's appointments and all that kind of stuff. So she had to really, you know, work hard at home. And my dad had worked even harder for medical bills and, you know, stuff like that. So, so yeah, she was always home as a child. She was always home for me. But when I moved out of the house um, at 18, I moved out of the house and never looked back. And I think, um, that honestly pushed me harder than I ever thought. And I, at 18, they, they kicked me out cause my parents were super, super religious and I wasn't into that. Um, I was never into really conformed religion and they were very conform religion. And so at 18, it was kind of like after a month I turned 18, we parted our ways and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I don't think I would be where I am today if I wasn't pushed so hard to be an adult at 18. Was there like a specific moment where they're like, okay, you're out. Like, was there a specific instance or was yeah. it just everything? Yeah. I was kind of like, Hey, if you don't want to go to church every Sunday or you don't want to like live this lifestyle, um, then you kind of have to leave the house. And I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to pack up my stuff and go and, you know, as 18, you're mad and you're angry. And I didn't talk to him for probably like two years and really angry, wow. but I live with my best friend and her mom and I paid rent and, you know, did, and I was still in high school. I was older. So I was older age. So I was actually a senior in high school when this happened. So I finished up high school. I graduated. I paid rent. I did everything I had to do. And honestly, I feel like that, that pushed me harder just to not do whatever I wanted after high school. I went to beauty school right after high school. What was your first job? What was your job that you had in high school? In high school, I used to work at this um, smoothie place that was in a, <laughs> in a 76 station that had like um, car wash 
and it had like smoothies and shakes and sandwiches. And I was working there in high school and just trying to, you know, get by until I could go into beauty school. And then were you obsessed with hair all through like your whole childhood doing hair, doing your friend's hair? Yeah, I would do my friend's hair and try to, you know, style it for dances and do stuff like that. And I was always into beauty and art, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Like I was in, I was in like everything, like makeup, nails, anything that had to do with beautifying yourself. So it wasn't always specifically hair. So I didn't really know until after high school where I was like, okay, well, if I want to do any of these avenues, I have to have a license to, you know, pursue either makeup, nails, hair, whatever it was. And then I just realized how much I liked hair. And so when I was done with high school, got into hair school and it was like, then it's like, I found my passion. It was like this light that went off was like, this is what I'm made to do. What school did you go to? I actually went to Fullerton JC. They have, they're like one of the top um, for state board um, for uh, passing. They're like one of the top in California. They're just not really well known because a lot of these girls, they want like, the Paul Mitchell, the Tony and guy, like a huge name, which is great in a sense. But I wasn't trying to add as an 18 year old living on my own. I wasn't trying to go into debt by $30,000 right off the bat. You know, mm-hmm. I was trying to, I got a student loan through the school. I paid for everything myself. I got a grant. So the state did help me pay for my beauty school, which was great. And I went through beauty school and At first, because I was grinding so hard and living on my own, I was going to night school. So because I don't know if you know, but um, uh, it's 1600 hours beauty school and and um, you have to do it's pretty much if you're doing it during the day, it's 40 hours a week. It's a full time job. It's eight hours a day. So I couldn't do that and live on my own and pay rent. So I was going to work full time. And then I did night school for like three to four hours. So I would work an eight hour day, then go straight to beauty school till like 10 o'clock at night every day Wow! for almost two years because it's 1600 hours. So obviously, so girls that do it during the, the day can bust it out in like a year and a half. But because I was doing not even half the day, eight hours a day, I was doing like two and a half to three hours a night. Um, it, it could take about three, three years. So I did like a year and a half of like that every day after school. And obviously I got really burnt out. I would just wanted to finish and start my career and start, you know, doing what I love. And so I quit my full-time job. I got a loan and I was like, okay, I'm going to live off this loan and I'm going to finish the rest of my hours in like six months. And so that's what I did. I quit my job, got the loan, started full-time 40 hours a week. And I finished within six months, like left of what I had to do. And then I finished. Um, that's uh, yeah. It's, I remember I dropped out of cosmetology school, so I was actually in it. Oh, you I were? I never knew yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I did it for a little bit and then I was in such a bad place. My parents were getting divorced. I had just broke up with a boyfriend at the time. I was drinking. It was just a nightmare. So I that's one of my biggest regrets is dropping out, actually. I wish I would have just finished, but 
I would work all day and then I would do cosmetology at night and it yeah. is a hustle. It's hard, you know. You know how many hours did you do? Do you remember how many hours you completed? I did like 300 hours or something. Yeah, dude. It's it it doesn't sound 1600 doesn't sound a lot, but in the grand scheme of things and through all this covid stuff, I didn't know we have more hours than a freaking policeman, which to me is insane that we have yeah. more hours as a lot of licensed people or do and that's crazy to me and until covid and all this you know madness happened i realized and i was like man we do a lot of hours and it's because and this is one of the main things is it's all about sanitation and safety for your customer and for your client which is a big thing in our industry and so when they locked us down for so long that's why all of us went in an uproar like what the hell we are the most certified in all like we have the most hours from all these people and all these genres and that to me is so crazy because all they do and you know because you were in beauty school is it's about sanitation they don't really teach you how to do hair really they just teach you about no, sanitation basic, and safety very basic yeah yeah basic cutting basic color but it's more about safety of the client if you cut yourself if you cut the client if you know cleaning and cleansing quadding all your stuff like it's about sanitation and and all that so it's just kind of funny when in the grand scheme of things it's you know I find it kind of funny it's so wrong what happened with cosmetology and I really hope that you know I think they're going to do another round of PPP loans I really hope you know beauticians and people in the salon industry really take that and write that off figure out how to make that happen and get some money back for that lost time because yeah, Governor Newsom, especially in California, that's where it was oh, yeah. worst. Yeah, it's like it's far. like a joke. It's a joke at this point. Like, I'm hearing right now that Disneyland might be opening up, and my kids can't go back to school. And what kind of like <laughs> world are we living in? Like, what kind of world am I living in that people can go to Disneyland? Children can go to Disneyland, and I my children cannot go to freaking school. That's insane. Yeah, like, it is. Insane. I don't know. I don't know what world I'm like. I would never think in my wildest dreams that I would l- ever live through something like this. As as you probably this, feel the same way. Oh yeah, it's just a joke. And then, like we were at today at a farmers market, and there's people running with a mask, and no one's around them. I'm like, and they're outside. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like I don't understand. Like yeah, how is that? I I can barely breathe when I'm walking, let alone running yeah. with a mask on. So. Yeah. Like and just not, yeah, it's just so crazy. And it's like a hundred and I don't know, Austin, it's, is it a hundred there? Like it's obviously way it's more humid. super hot. Yeah. Super hot, super humid. Right. Like I get so sweaty under my mask when I'm tanning because mobiles, yeah. like I have to bring my big ass suitcase. I have to go up to their house. Sometimes they're on the third floor. Yeah, I'm sweating. I have yeah. this mask on. I'm yeah. like huffing and puffing and my, ma- my mask is going in Same. and out of my mouth because I'm like sucking in so much yeah. air. <laughs> Same. I'm like the I wear my mask for like 12 hours a day doing blow dries, chemical services with heat. Like so many, I'm dripping sweat all day long. Like I stopped wearing foundation completely because my skin is just like a, I'm just like, it's like an incubator of bacteria in my mask. Yeah. And like, you know, my, I'm breaking out and I just, yeah, it's not fun at all. So. Yeah. Well, let's take it back a little bit. I wanted to okay. ask you, so, okay. So I'm a hair, I want to get, I'm out of high school. I want to become a cosmetologist. A big thing is what school do you go to? What advice do you have for like a JC versus yeah. a Paul Mitchell? 
I do. So I do. I, for me, I have seen, I, and I work with people that from or Vidal and Vidal's amazing. Like Tony and guys, amazing. Paul Mitchell's amazing. But what I took out of it and what a lot of them have told me, cause I've like kind of interviewed them asking for a lot of, cause a lot of my clients want to become me. And I think that's so awesome. And so I try to help them like, don't go and spend 40, my assistant right now, she owes $35,000 from her beauty school. And that to me is insane. And she's assisting. She's not even, she's making minimum wage. You know, I'm paying her minimum wage. She's getting tipped out, but that's not, that's making her survive. That's not giving her, you know, paying off all these crazy loans. So what I've taken is go to a JC, pay five to 10,000, if that, right? Do your, mm -hmm. do your education then when you get out of beauty school, go take those classes, pay two, $3,000 for a week or two course with Vidal Sassoon, with, you know, experienced, highly trained cutters, and then go to Tony and Guy or go to, you know, wherever and go to those advanced chemical service classes and learn. And now with Instagram and all these really big hairdressers that have evolved you can go and take a class from, you know, Be Seen and Maggie, which are the biggest Instagram hairdressers on, you know, online and take it with Schwarzkopf and go to their academy and take an advanced cl class and do that. You can evolve yourself and do all those amazing things without paying, you know, for your schooling like that. Because to me, the schooling is the basics, which I feel like you should start from bottom one, starting sanitation, learning the basics of everything. And then you go and you pay and you take those specific classes that you're wanting instead of learning things. Maybe you don't want to do that because some salons are, um, you know, salons that you're either a cutter or you're a colorist. I was never in that salon. I was always, you can choose both, but some salons are like that. So then you can choose what you want to pay your education towards cutting or towards a colorist. So there's a lot of, how did you know what you wanted to specialize in? Like, do you just try it out? Uh, you like the best? Yeah. Yeah. You could kind of try in, in beauty school. I was always was, um, more towards color. Like I, I do both. So I'm, um, a well, like I do both. I do color and cutting. So, but if, if I had to choose one, it would be color. I'm super passionate about color. I love color. I'm a Schwarzkopf educator through Schwarzkopf. Um, so I, that's always been my passion. So if I had to choose one right now, it would be color, but I still love cutting also, but I was always more gravita gravitating towards color. So I feel like as a new entrepreneurial, you know, um, woman or man, you should just kind of go to beauty school, learn the freaking basics and then see after what you want to specialize in, or if you want to do both, that's fine. But like take those courses on who you, you know, admire or who, what company, what, you know, color company you admire and kind of go towards there because there's so many avenues now, especially with social, social media. You can do so many things, which has opened so many doors for me and my business, like 100, like full circle. I've grown so much in the past five years than I, you know, because of social media. Yeah. So you graduate cosmetology school and then what? 
So you go straight into a salon or you go straight into assisting? No. So actually, so during uh, beauty school too, I was like, you know what? I should work as a receptionist, see what I want and what I don't want in a salon. So I started um, working at a salon that was in downtown Fullerton where I went to school and high school and beauty school. And I just started making friends. I made friends with the stylist and she was always like, girl, when you're done with beauty school, find me wherever I might not be working here, but try to find me and you, I will hire you as an assistant just because we became such good friends. So as soon as I was done with beauty school, I reached out to her, which was my first salon that I worked at for 15 years and she hired me. I started working there and within a couple months, she actually got married and moved to Hawaii and I was kind of lost, but she, the owner of that salon hired me as her assistant. And that's kind of where I started my journey as a stylist. And then how is the assistant journey? Like, what does that look like? Well, every salon, you know, either has a program or has a, they have some sort of program where they're gonna, you know, you work for the owner or you have to do these certain, kind of like beauty school where like, you need to do these many haircuts and show me. You need to do these many hours. And it's kind of like to the discretion of the salon or the owner, what they do or what program they hold. So I assisted the owner for about eight months and she felt ready that I was on to go on the floor by myself and and kind of um, let me go on the floor and uh, just go through all the um, steps to become my own stylist. And then I just kind of went on the floor and started figuring it out for myself. After and what I is something these owners, so they, so say you owned a salon and you had an uh-huh. assistant program, like what is something you look for? Like, okay, they need to be up to par because this is my salon, the reviews, yeah. like what is the thought process? Yeah. So my new salon, we have a total, my new salon that I'm at, it, the owners were Tony and guys. So they're very business and very Tony and guy oriented where it's very like corporate, which I love because it gives you a big structure on how to build your clientele, how to train these new assistants. So we have four assistants at our salon right now. So they're in us before COVID right before COVID happened, we had a total system that would be about a year program that they would have to do. It would be like every week on a Monday, they would come in and we would do, we would start from a, like, you know, one length haircut. They would have to bring in a model, do a model and then come in the next week and then show that next haircut on another person by themselves and like sign off just like beauty school where you're signing off on certain, um, you know, uh, certain programs or certain things that you're doing, like a haircut, then it'd be a highlight. Then it would be a base route. Then it would be, you know, a highlight with a base route, like kind of like building upon from starting from A to Z, building from the basics to, you know, a full balayage color correction. So kind of just starting from the bottom up. So that's what we are doing in our salon. But when COVID happened, we had to stop everything, you know, no groups, no that. But we are restarting that program. And that's what I would implement, the same exact thing. Like, you have to show me you can cut a one length. You have to show me that you can cut an all-over long layer. You have to show me that you can do 
a textured, you know, graduated bob, which is very hard. So kind of like going from the basics, working your way up and seeing where they struggle and work on that and then seeing where they have overpassed and they they can totally do that. So let's move on to something else instead of leaving them where they're already have a value, you know, elevated themselves in that one area. And the point is, so the salon is just known as a really good salon. They don't want anyone who's really bad on the floor. That's what that exactly, is. Exactly. Exactly. Just showing them like, and we kind of do, we're like, they're a brand new junior stylist. Then they're a senior stylist. Then they're like, you know, they're kind of like the basics. And then that's where like if new clients, if they want the brand new, not basic hairdresser, but like the brand new fresh on the floor, that's what this price is. The junior stylist, that's what this price is, that they've been doing this so many years. A senior stylist like me, like they've been doing it for over 10 to 15 years and, you know, so on. And that's their pricing. So, yeah, it's just showing and giving your salon a staple that they have been highly, highly trained before they touch anyone's hair. Mm-hmm. Kind of giving you and elevated and just because there's some salons that just throw people on the floor because they want to make money off their stylist. And I've seen that, you know, and me being the way I am, I want to make sure that anyone that I refer or, you know, give my client, if I can't take them to my assistant, I know that I've fully trained her and I am totally, you know, confident in her work because I've trained her the way I've been trained. Mm -hmm. And so you get on the floor in your cosmetology school. Did you have a client base? Did you go off of friends? Did the salon no. help you get clients? So we had a really good salon in um in that area, and we had very good referrals. We were already thirty years like established salon, so we had a lot of walk-ins and a lot of call-ins because again, this was before Yelp, this was before all that kind of stuff. I think we had Google and like Yahoo reviews, you know, from back in the day. But not a lot of people used it. So honestly, it was word of mouth. It was my friends. It was the I still to this day will do because it's kind of like my roots. I'm like, hey, if you refer, you know, three clients, you get 20% off your service. If you that's how I started was like refer your and I would do one because I didn't have any clients. So I would say, hey, if you refer a client, the next time you come in, you get 20% off. Then if you're for another one, you'll get another 20% off. So as a young girl or a mom, that's an incentive incentive to refer your stylist if you like their work. And that's how I started building because it wasn't pictures. Then, it wasn't nothing about pictures. You know what I'm saying? It was just word of mouth and yeah. flyers. And you have no to pay pictures. rent right away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. When I first went on the floor, I was commissioned. That was when commission was still a thing. So it was commission based. So every, I wouldn't, they would take, um, I would get 60 and I would give them 40. Okay. And so you weren't paying for the chair, just commission. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. They don't do that anymore, right? No, California changed their laws where I know salons still do it, which is super illegal, but you know, some people do it, but, um, yeah, it's right now commission. That's no longer a thing. You have to either be an employee or you write your station. And so, and that's I, this year, right? That new law they passed. Uh, yes, yes, it's this year. Okay. Yeah, it's a new thing. So it sucks for. I feel bad for the new generation because they don't even get to get that. But a lot of salons, the overhead is hard to have everyone as an employee. But our salon does that, where you're going to be an employee. We're going to pay you a cut. 
you know, of your services, but then they have to pay, they have to pay the taxes on them. So that's hard as a business owner to do that, you Mm -hmm. know, to double the, I think it's like you have to pay and double their taxes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But after, I think after not even six months to eight months on the floor, I was able to start renting my station and fully by myself and paying my rent and I've been on rent ever since. So how much does it usually range from the price? Oh, it depends on your area. It depends on the salon, how many chairs they have, like their overhead. I know people that pay 150 a week and I know people that pay a thousand a week. So it's like, wow. Yeah. It like fashion Island, certain places, Newport, they're paying a thousand to $1,500 a week. It just depends on where you are, your area, you know, and how much you're like those people are charging a lot more because it's the beach areas, you know, San Clemente, they're paying a lot more and they're, they're overhead of their space and where they're at. Yeah. I was talking to a hairstylist actually a couple days ago in Austin and the rent ranges that you can't get anything less than 450 here. Really? In Austin. In the a city. Week? Yeah. A, a week? week? Oh my god, that's so insane! There's one place I, I think Solas are four hundred, the wow. tiny ones. Wow, because I pay less than that in my really nice salon, but I'm sure I got a deal. But like, that's really crazy. That's insane. Well, a conversation we got into, which I'd love your opinion on as well, is when do you, are you at the point where you're getting ripped off as a hairstylist by the rental price? Yeah. 100 see and that's where that's where a lot of people um that are actually at our salon have moved to our salon because they did feel like they were getting ripped off because they were in a mall salon you know and obviously like every year to two years it's five what is it five percent you know five to it depends on the percentage and what your lease is but it's around five percent every year it goes up and so the owner thus will raise all the stylist rent. But honestly, I do think they're ripping off a lot of stylists and they're pocketing so much more where they should be helping their stylists grow as, you know, because honestly, they'll stay there. They'll grow their business more. I think a lot of um, owners totally rip off their stylists and that's how the Sola got so big is because you could do your own thing, be your own person. And I feel like that, drove a lot of more entrepreneurial stylists to their own small businesses and they're like you know what I'm not going to help this salon build them anymore because they're not they're paying the same price and it's like I might as well have my own space (laughs) 100% they could do whatever they want because they would want to micromanage everything that they did and not help them with their social media not help them grow you know I feel like building a team and being in a team environment is so it's, it's, it's such a worthy thing. Like I never, the solo thing was never my thing because I work off energy and I work off, like, I want to see my, you know, my neighbor stylist blowing up and like what they're doing and all their stuff. Cause it makes me want to be better. I don't know if you're like that, but like, I like seeing, I like working off other people's energy and being like, man, they're killing it. Like I want to kill it. I want to work harder. I've always been that person where I work off other people and I'm like, I need other people around me to just grow. 
and to, you know, find that latest thing. I like that. I don't like to be confined by myself and other people work better in a confined environment. I work better by myself. So in, yeah. it's interesting because on social media, I was following a ton of spray tanners and uh-huh. a, lot, a lot in my area and when I was in California and I had to stop following everyone. I feel like spray tanners probably think I'm like an asshole for unfollowing them, but I was comparing myself too much and I would get caught up and like, oh, they're booked. I'm not booked. They're doing this. Yeah. I'm not doing that. And I yeah. realized like I have to stay in my lane and yeah. everything out because I will push myself harder than anyone. So and but see, when I'm and, seeing other people, I bring myself down. Yeah, see, and that's that's so cool because look how different we are. Like you get driven by just doing your own thing. And to me, if I stopped all that, I would be like, I would always be thinking, what are they doing? I think me watching all those big people and seeing other people like succeed and be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be them one day. It's like a man, it's a manifestation. Like I'm manifesting, like I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna blow the F up and just kill it. Like whether it's Mm -hmm. little goals in my mind or big goals where I'm going to own a company and a hair extension company and blow the fuck up. Excuse my language. Well, with spray, you no, know, you go ahead. But spray yeah. tanning, it's like, there's not like that go-to like, holy shit, I want to be that person. Like, I and don't yeah, have yeah, You're that. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And that is a thing. Like, I, you are, you're right. But I always like. With it's hair, funny. it's way different. There's. Yeah. Yeah. There's really badass true. people. And there's yeah. badass spray tanners too. It just, there's not. I don't know what it is. It's just not like that. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I didn't think about that. You are right. In that aspect, it's like kind of different. And you probably, you know, yeah, that's true. You don't want to like compare yourself because everyone's at their own speed and everyone is doing their own well, thing. Well, that, because, okay, like, I guess if you were, it'd be like Kim Kardashian spray tan in the industry for like 20 years. And it's yeah. just like, we're just on such different levels, you know? Yeah. Like he's and been it's like for 20 years, he's a guy. It, it's just yeah. different. Yeah. And it's like, like it's I'm all never going to be him. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all who, you know, he knows one person he did Kim K once and he blew the hell up. Just like the guy that did yeah. freaking, um, uh, Kylie Jenner's fucking wigs. Like he, he <laughs> yeah, was exactly. no Tokyo one. Styles. Yeah, yeah. He was no one. He did her wigs and I'm telling you, his wigs are the best ever. It's stupid. Like it's so good. It's dumb. Like he blew up because of her and well, some, I've met him and he's just, Oh really? He's just, yeah. He's just fabulous. Like if you yeah. ever, like, you know, some people who just are stars when you meet them, like he's yeah. that type of person. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's like, like their, it's their personality and it's their energy and what they bring to the table. And, and if she didn't think about it, if she didn't like him and his shit was still really good, he, she wouldn't use him. It's, it's your aura and it's like your energy that you bring to the table. I find that like, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I'm very like spiritual. Like, I feel like if you want your energy, yeah. yeah, like if, and I feel like that's a big thing now. Like, it's not like a hype thing. I just think that like, you know, I don't know how you feel about religion, but like, I'm not into conform religion. Like I, I'm just like about your energy and what you bring to the table and how you're going to portray yourself like I'm not always happy and positive like Jesus we're people you know like (laughs) yeah and I've talked to you about that during COVID too like how positive you were like girl like you may I would watch your stories hard yeah I would watch your stories and be like you know what like she's on a freaking run right now and it's shitty right now like I'm gonna I'm gonna be positive like and that's why like I try to portray that like even if I'm having a bad day and I try to be positive, I hope that I motivated one person during that day just to maybe get out of bed, 
put a shirt on, go outside, do something. You know what I mean? Whether mm -hmm. it has to do with hair, whether it is to clean your kitchen, it doesn't even matter. Like just to be positive and be in a happy space is I think like the biggest goal. I, I think like COVID made me realize so many, and you too, like we've talked about it, like so many things that have just like evolved through all this, like just to be mm -hmm. more positive and look and not look at one little window, look at the whole, the whole door, like look at everything. You know what I'm saying? Don't look well, at a hairdresser. Yeah. You can become an educator. You can become yeah. an influencer on social media. You can become, you know, an extension, extension specialist. Like you have so yeah. many doors. Yeah. You can start a freaking podcast. I mean, you can yeah. do whatever you want and there's not, and everyone should have multiple Avenues, avenues that they're doing yeah yeah because if not yeah. you know the government says you can't do your service which we never 100... thought that would happen but yeah <laughs> 100%. That's a and that's why like when you came out with your moose I was like dude she's such a badass this is so <laughs> smart and honestly it's the best that's why I wrote a blog on you like like everyone's like do you are you guys like why did you my clients were like are you guys like best friends? I was like, no, like we became <laughs> like, we became friends when she sprayed me. I always thought she was super rad, like how she built her business. I said, I gravitate, I gravitate towards people that are like, you just had such a good energy about you. You, you know, you moved and you started this other business. And I was like, dude, that's so rad. Like I just, and, and my friend, um, Kristen, she is one of my sugaring. She's my sugar. She, do you know what sugaring is? Waxing? Yeah. Okay. So she's been um, doing me for like six years and she's actually today taking one of your sunless ray spray tanning courses. Cause I told oh, yeah. her. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. We have a training today in California. Yeah. 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 So and funny. I told her, yeah. And I told her about you and I was like, dude, you got to meet this girl, Jessica. Like she's so nice. She'll help you. Like she's done waxing and now she's doing your spray tanning. And like, I just think it's so cool how like badass women that can all elevate each other. And you know, like even your podcast, like she was like, Oh my God, she's doing a podcast now. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on there. I'm so excited. Like, I just think it's so cool that I can help her as an entrepreneur and it's helping your business and it's going to help me. Cause I'm going to, you know, it, um, tell my clients to go to her and full circle. Mm -hmm. And she's going to tell them to come to me for hair. It's like a, it's like a circle of entrepreneurial women that are working really hard and, you know, trying to elevate their business because she only did waxing before and lash lifts. And now she's doing spray tanning, you know? Yeah. Spray tanning is such a great service to add on because it's really high profit yeah. and it's such a fast service. Yeah. It's so fast. That's what I told her. I was like, you should be doing this. Like if I wasn't so busy behind the chair, I always wanted to do it. I just thought it'd be fun. It seems like such it's a really fun, fun, fun thing. You meet people, you talk to people, it's different. And like, yeah, like if I wasn't so busy behind the chair, I would be doing that on the side because it's it's rad. I love it. And it's easy money. It's like yeah. 15 yeah. minutes and then you get $40, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. That's so fast. And the product's yeah. super cheap. You buy like yeah. a one-time investment into a spray tan gun and then the solution is not expensive. So yeah. it's just, you it's know, just genius. time and effort. Yeah, 100%. And how you run your business and what you're going to do with it. So I just think that our, like, you have elevated yourself so much through COVID, even the podcast, like, I was like, man, I should have thought of that. Like, 
you made me, even you doing the moose, like made me think like, what can I provide during this time when I can't physically be around people? And it made me start elevating my business and thinking about so many other, other things, which I'm like, we're in the works right now, October 1st, me and my partner at work, um, we are, um, I don't know when you're actually launching this podcast, but October 1st, we're that's when we're launching it. And I'm super excited about that. And I never thought that I'd be in this place where I'm doing something really big like that. You what know? are you doing? So we're doing me and him. So I, me and him are uh, Swartzkopf educators and which is, you know, talking about products and teaching people about their color line and me and him, he's been doing hair, I think about 10 years. I've been doing it 16, almost 17. And me and him gravitated towards each other in the salon because we all, so we, were, we moved to a brand new salon. So all the stylists are brand new to the salon because it's a brand new salon. Um, we just opened up a year ago. And so we are launching our own education program because of this entire thing. And like we had to be, conform in a box with Swartzkopf, which we still love. We're still involved with them, but now we're gonna be teaching techniques. Like they are just doing color and teaching about the actual color line. And we thought, you know what, seeing all these entrepreneurial stylists doing their own education programs and killing it, we were like, we wanna do our own. Like, why don't we team up together and do our own? And we both have assistants and start building our little gang of, you know, entrepreneurs, badasses that are gonna start teaching other hairdressers about balayage and about foliage and how to do color corrections and how to do blonding service and just teaching them the basics to advanced blonding techniques and balayage techniques and so we're launching that october 1st and we're gonna after the new year february we're gonna i think january february we're gonna launch our dates for in-person classes at our salon and i'm so excited i would i never thought that i would be an educator like this in this day and age doing all this and i'm super excited about it yeah, that's amazing. I, that's exactly what you should be doing. And now you yeah. should be thinking about, you know, maybe selling your own scissors to these exactly. people later on. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. have them in front of your face. Yeah, we're already doing. We're already thinking of. We're doing um, right now. We're working on um, like sweaters and swag stuff because that's like a really big thing. Like really cute, you know, bleached out sweaters that they're like a tie dye bleach out sweater. We're trying to do logo stuff like that and like um aprons for stylists and yeah bo boards for stylists and the owner of my salon he's created foils he's created um uh color application brushes he's cre he's creating his own hand sanitizer he's doing so because of all this he pivoted his business to doing stuff that stylists all need no matter if we're on lockdown or not and so we're and so it's us us three are doing this so he's like sponsoring our business and he's hosting it at our salon and you know doing foils and all that so we'll be selling his product as well but we're doing our own product as well in the meantime and working on behind the scenes stuff of you know things that i'm passionate about also so that's in the works also so like it's totally pivoted my business into thinking from you actually what can i sell <laughs> yeah what can i sell or provide to someone without me being physically there you know, mm -hmm. physically with them, whether it's online courses, but we're obviously we're going to start the education program, but that could be pivoted towards online, um, us filming it and doing, we're going to start a YouTube channel. Like there's so many different things now that we're going to be pivoting my business 
to that with him and teaming up with someone to just blow it up. Yeah, exactly. Well, you think long term, you know, what, what are your goals? Like, do you ever want to own your own salon or? So that was, that's funny you say that because that was the goal was always owning my own salon, always doing something like that. But because of COVID, honestly, it made me think, wow, that's really scary to have, you know, even your salon, like, even though it's like just, you you know, the, the spray tanning and um, the lash girl, like that's still scary. You have an overhead, you have to pay rent. Commercial space now is like going down and it's a huge Mm -hmm. thing right now in California, you know? So I'm trying to elevate my business and work. And so not, it's no longer owning a salon. Like that would always be great. But because of this, it almost pivoted. Like I want to own my own hair extension line. I want to own my own, you know, um, education program. And so that's what I'm, that's what I'm focusing right now on. And to work with a big brand like Schwarzkopf, I want to be sponsored by them and travel and, or sell my own education to them or other stuff like that. So I'm not behind the chair working six days a week. I can work two to three days a week and travel and make more money without having all these employees and all these other, you know, um, scary risk factors with COVID and just stuff like that. It made me think outside of the box. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's been hard to own a salon during COVID. I'm sure you talked yeah. to the owner of your salon and yeah, it's been rough. It's, yeah, and it's scary. It's- like I'm looking for a salon actually <laughs> in Austin, Texas right now with the girlfriend that I've met who does eyebrows and uh-huh. it's scary to jump into it. Cause like, what if we get another shutdown? Yeah, like, that's exactly. I'm gonna have two yeah. freaking rents, like California and yeah. Texas, like yeah, and your, Texas and your mortgage down, at home, you know, and my mortgage. Yeah, so yeah. it is. It, it's scary. So it's like, do you wait till next year and just see what happens? Like the flu season, apparently this year. Like, who's gonna win president? Like all those things yeah. are factors that we have to think yeah. about now. And that's what I'm saying. Like he, he, the owner didn't get a cut on any of his rent. We are in Irvine. I didn't either. Yeah. 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 Irvine company. They didn't give a shit. They don't care. They're the worst. The Irvine company. Yeah. They're the worst. And they, they own half of Newport. Like, yeah. So make so much money. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's scary. So like that to to me, if I'm like, okay, if I own a company or even selling extensions or selling something like that, I don't have an overhead of like a commercial space or something like that. So that's kind of what pivoted me and the direction of things like that. So that's what made me not want to own one in the next couple of years. It might be, it still might be a thing that's always on the back burner, but like I'm trying to pivot my money and, and investments into something else that I know that can make money. And I don't have any risk of that factor, if that makes sense. No, that does make sense. And I think any service provider that's listening to this should really think about selling something online an educational yeah. system, like anything, because you yeah. never know. And it is, since I started selling my moose and really pushing it to wake up to a sale on your phone from sleeping is probably the best thing that is like ever happened. 100%. <laughs> I think it's so easy when you start selling on it. Yeah. When you sold on Amazon, I was like, Oh my God, now I don't have to, I can get it the next day. I don't have to pay for shipping. This is amazing. Like so good. Ridiculous. I tell all my clients about it because especially the p- people that aren't still comfortable getting spray tanned, they can use the mousse and they're fine. I haven't got I haven't got sprayed at your place for a while because I'm just too busy with my schedule. I've just been using the mousse and I'm fine. Like yeah, everything's exactly. fine. It's so well, good. Because our clients, you know, are already, your clients are buying shampoo. 
They're buying yeah. these things. Like, why aren't yeah. they buying it from you? Like, yeah, if yeah. you have them in front of your face, you can sell them that because they're. I promise you, they're already buying it. Exactly. Like, I have and if a it's girlfriend not from you, somewhere else. Yeah, I have a girlfriend that you know she does eyebrows. She's amazing and she crushes it in Austin. Like, has a crazy book schedule, and she's you know I pushed her to start selling her brow products and. Because I'm like, your clients, I'm already buying Anastasia Brow, but if you sold your own, I would buy it from you yeah. a million times. And yeah. she, you know, she finally did it. And I'm pretty sure she's going to sell out faster than she even thinks. That's you know, so she orders rad. 90 of them, but she sees 90 clients a week. I'm like, you're going to sell out, yeah. like, you know, yeah. 60% of yeah. them. 100%. And I think that, that a lot of my clients have made me think that. And like, I'm, I'm the top retail seller in my salon of 25 stylists. So like, <laughs> so like my owner's like, Nicole, you need to be selling, like I'm selling myself obviously, but I could, and I, and I give it props to my dad because I could sell ice to, you know, someone in the igloo. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just my, it's just the way I am. I don't even know how to yeah. explain it. And when people believe, and this is, and you can totally attest to this. When people believe in you, they believe in your product. They, it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter what the product is. Cause they know that Jessica is legit. She knows her stuff. She's not, she's not, you know, she's an honest person. She's not going to sell you something that's bullshit period. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like if you believe in it and you're passionate about it, your clients and your clientele will be passionate about it. So like if anyone could take anything is a, like, don't sell things that you don't believe in. Sell things well, that, that you goes believe to, in. You can even use the example with influencers. You can tell when they're getting paid to post about. Something yes. Oh my God. I know. It's so annoying. I'm like, you don't even use this. Like the sugar bear hair with Kylie. I'm like, they don't use that. Like, are no. you serious? Like, come on. She's wearing a wig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's I wearing know, a wig, girl. Crazy. Like, please stop. Oh, but what are yeah. what are some are like the struggles you've gone through with being a hairdresser, like having your kids and being a hairdresser? I mean, what is yeah? There's got to be it's some like yeah. It's hard to balance because you know I want to be the best mom and I want to kill it. I want to be, I want to duplicate myself, clone myself and be at the salon, you know, 60 hours a week and be killing it and still be at home and doing that. But that's the why, the reason why I created this career and the, you know, what I've created over these past years is because if I don't want to work tomorrow, I don't have to. And I know that I, my clients are knocking on my door waiting for me to say, yes, you can come in. So I feel like if you really hustle, like when you're a new stylist, my old owner would always tell me, Nicole, take it even though you don't want it. You don't want to do that kid's haircut. Just do it because that one kid's haircut, I could do your child's haircut. And then you know what? Jessica maybe wants to come in for a haircut because I cut her son's hair. It's like it literally brand- happened. Yeah. Someone cut see? my kid's hair and now I get my hair done by him in Austin. See, <laughs> that literally see? And happened. Like, yeah. See, and it happens all the time. Like I don't want to do kids haircuts. That's not what I want to specialize in when I'm like new on the floor. It's not fun. It's not exciting. Right. But like you have to, t- you have to be grinding. Like I feel like this new generation of millennials wants everything. They want to be an influencer, and make a hundred grand. I'm like, you're tripping girl. Like you have to work hard. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be there in the long days and take every single client. Even if you don't want to do, you know, that 80 year old woman's perm, her granddaughter might come in with her and be like, Oh, Nicole's pretty cool. Maybe I should have her do my highlights. Like that has been my biggest thing. And I tell my assistants that all the time, 
take it even if you don't want it or if it's not enough money at the time. Just take it because that's always a branch off into people that you know that you're going to, you know, uh, meet throughout the years and so on and so forth. There's so many instances where I never thought I would get anything out of something and I did. Or just a learning well, experience in general. Yeah, well, it's like... Well, you you don't have you don't have the opportunity to say no in the beginning. I'm sorry, you don't. Exactly, like, you, you don't. And those, just those girls there. and those girls that do that, I'm like, you're not gonna make it. Like, they're you're not. not gonna make it. Yeah, you're not. Like, let's be real. Because that mentality too, like, is so shitty. Yeah, it's the yes. worst. Like, I've had to it's, do so yes. many like random spray tans, like especially in California when I was growing up, like eleven o'clock for like twenty bucks. Yeah. And Dana Point yeah. from Fullerton. Yeah. You don't want to do it. But yeah. you just – you have to grind somewhere. You have yes. to put in the time. And if and you don't, your competition that, will. 100%. That's exactly. Some other girl will say, I will do that. And then you're you, – you don't even exist in that girl's mind. It's already done. So mm-hmm. I, that's what I – that's what I would honestly tell entrepreneur women and men. Like you just have to grind and you have to take things and do – and work hard because they just want everything handed to them. Even my kids are like that. I'm like you have to work to be – you know, that Kylie Jenner, you, she still had to work. Yeah. She had it handed to her a little bit because of her, you know, her family and everything, but you still have to work hard anything in life. And I, it's like back to the basics of your family. Like it, you know, you're not getting working hard will pay off. And even though I am fully booked two to three months out, I am always working and I'm always scared that one day everything's going to go away. I'm always scared of that. So I'm always working and grinding behind the scenes, thinking of how I can make extra money because the takeaway that I can probably say, and it almost makes me a little bit emotional, is that like if my husband lost his job and I was a single mom for a couple of years and doing this all by myself and, you know, I got married three years ago and this is all like new as a husband, but we've been together for a while, but like, I can say that I have always fully supported my family. And if my husband lost his job, I can fully support a family of five on my own. And wow, that that's is amazing. like, yeah. And that's like huge for me to even say, because that's what I've, you know, people always think like, it's the man, it's the man. And I'm like, dude, there's girls that are making way more than their husbands, but like no one knows. And it's not a big deal, but like, I'm happy to say that I could do that. And support my family and everyone's going to be fine. And Mm -hmm. that's a big, big, that was always my goal in life. And so like that to me is the biggest accomplishment that I've made throughout, you know, and I want to teach my girls that like, they know, like, I'm like, do you know how hard I work? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, when I have to go to work or I have to do something or, you know, I have to go do a shoot in LA, like, and it's on the weekend and they're bummed that I can't be there. I'm like, this pays for your stuff and this place for your roof over your head. And they're learning that mom's always working hard. And I want to instill that into my girls and to be like, you don't need a man to survive. Yeah, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't need a man. You can do everything by yourself. Yeah, you really don't. And girls, I think we have a platform to even be bad, you know, so badass about it and just, you yeah. know, like we're cool yeah, like, for doing it. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't, you see those girls that just want a man to take care of them and that's to each his own. But I like, I've never been like that. I'm super independent. And a lot of men are intimidated by women like us that are like, 
business owners, hardworking, you know what I mean? They want like a timid, I'm not like that. My husband's not yeah. even, he will even tell his friends, like she makes more money than me. I, and he doesn't care. He's not intimidated by it. Like it's okay. My boyfriend too. He yeah. is very supportive and is like, do you I'm like, I'm yeah. starting a podcast. He's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Don't be crazy. <laughs> I know. And I love that. Like, and, and, and honestly, we wouldn't be successful too, unless we have the men that are supporting us behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. He's home taking care of my son and yeah. you know our son and we're, I'm able to go and do whatever crazy idea I have next. You know? Yeah. 100%. And my husband, the same way. He's like, you want to do this? I'm fully supportive. He's like, where do you, you need help? Like, and I thank God for that because if I and you had someone that was like, no, you just need to stay home and no, you need to do that. Like it burns out a flame and a light in women. And I just, I'm not about that. I'm all about women empowerment. And like, if they have a good idea, let's freaking do it. And let, let, you know, let someone help you or vice versa. Like if your husband had some idea, I'm sure you would help him and mine too. Like, yeah. You know, you got to have a supportive spouse and someone to back you up in your crazy ideas because look what we both have accomplished with some crazy ass ideas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, what are some of like the apps and stuff you use for social media? Do you use any good ones or like what yeah. software do you use? So I use my booking software. I use is Salon Iris, which I absolutely love. You could do online booking um, through a website. It's, um, it's at the salon also. And then you have an app on your phone where you can book. It sends out text messages to clients and it could be for your business for anything. Like it texts you alert two days before confirming your appointment. And, and then also when you leave the, the salon and you close out that appointment, it will send a text to them for, you know, feedback, like, if I did something that they didn't like, they can send a feedback and then we could reach out to that client and, you know, uh, fix it or, you know, make them happy in some way or whatever. They can do that also, which is rad. Um, I've always used that throughout the years, but I know a lot of people use Square too to book. That's I use Square for my credit card services. Um, I think you do too, right? I used to. I just use everything through Vigaro now because it's oh, all in okay. one and it just makes it super oh, okay. easy. Yeah. Yeah. See, and Square has that too, where you could book and use that. And the only reason I use separate one is because the salon uses it and I've always used it. So it's just known to me, but I know a lot of stylists that use Vergaro and they love it. Yeah. It's great. It's, it does a lot of the same features that you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. So I, it's just something that I'm honestly familiar with. Um, but then apps for pictures and stuff like that. Um, I use airbrush a lot. Um, I like the photos that will like blur automatically, you know, I use a professional high quality uh, camera. And so, you know, your iPhone will blur backgrounds and stuff like that. But people that are using professional cameras or don't know a lot about editing can use airbrush and it will blur out the lines or blur out the background, you know, and stuff like that, or will, um, kind of make it like look 3d where it like the image your image of the person or the spray tan or whatever will kind of pop like it will look 3d it'll kind of come up forward and so I use that a lot in my photos or like if they have blemishes like zits or something on their face they will kind of like face tune it out you know like so the mm -hmm. the person's not embarrassed by it or whatever so I use that a lot and I also use um snapseed 
Snapseed will change. Um, it's through Google and Snapseed will also like, let's say you took a photo and just the lighting, you know, like how summer or fall, it gets darker sooner. And so sometimes when I do this crazy color correction and I'm taking photos of it, I'm like, man, the lighting sucks. I don't like to use artificial lighting too much because it just changes the tone of the hair a lot. So mm -hmm. I will use Snapseed for um, background um, lighting too, where like the background was really dark. And so I can like make the background lighter um, by like tapping it and it will like brighten up just the background, not the actual image, just like you can get areas on the photo of where it could get brighter or darker. So I use that one too a lot. And, and uh, Lightroom, you know, a lot of people use Lightroom which is great also. But those are pretty much the only three apps that I use that I can think of um, besides Instagram. Oh, and InstaShot. A lot of okay. my, my videos that I make are through InstaShot. You can take all these videos or images that you have on your phone from previous, from months ago, whatever, and create a whole video and editing reel um, through Snap InstaShot, and I love it. You can edit photos too through it, but I use InstaShot for almost all my videos. It's super easy. It's almost like an iMac, like how you can, on the bottom of the reel, you can, you know, condense it, speed it up, all that kind of stuff. So InstaShot is really, really great. I use that one a lot. Awesome. And then, so you branded yourself like the gypsy vibe. How yes. important do you think it is to have branding as a stylist or an independent owner it's a huge thing because the reason I did that is because I was leaving my previous salon and dumb me I had my Instagram name the salon name with my name which was so dumb but I didn't think of anything catchy it's like when first Instagram came out I thought I was going to be there forever and it just didn't work out and so before I left there one of my clients is amazing at graphic design and doing all that kind of stuff and she's like Nicole let's make you a logo like let's and she was like, well, you need to like get a vibe and get it. So I, on my, I have a sleeve, I'm pretty highly tattooed and I have a sleeve and on the top of my sleeve is a gypsy, a gypsy girl. And I've always just been into the vibe of gypsies. I love crystals and energy and all that kind of stuff. So I, I've noticed that I gravitated towards stylists and people that have a very specific vibe, right? Like, you knew who they were, you knew what they were doing. And so I thought I need to create my own vibe. And so that's when Hair Gypsy Knit came. And um, my name's Nicole, but my anyone, family or friends always called me Nick or Nick Knack. And so I kind of went <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah, my personal Instagram is Nick Knack. And so it's like, I, um, I kind of just went with that. And so Everyone loves it. It's just totally my vibe. And I think branding is huge to kind of know who you are as a stylist and for people to remember you. You need to be rememberable. You need to like have something where people are going to go, oh, yeah, that girl that, you know, does this. She likes this or it's something they like or, you know, it's just just kind of knowing something about them before you actually know them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a huge thing in social media and in day and age now is to get a branding yourself and doing that because that makes a huge difference. I feel like when I, once I branded myself, my Instagram started blowing up people like it's just, 
it made, I have stickers of my logo. I have little pins that I give out to people. And even, you know, the hydro flask are super in. I just think of things that are in right now. And I try to gravitate towards that because if I give them a little gypsy um, uh, logo pin or pin or sticker, they're going to put on their hydro flask. They're going to put it on their jean jacket. They're going to put it on and people ask them about it all the time. And I've gotten clients from just that. And it's crazy to think that that's even a thing, but it is. It is a thing. Well, you never know where you're going to get your next client, you know, like you have to be checking off all the boxes. And I had someone come on the podcast a few weeks ago and she had a good point of like, you never know when you're going to lose clients and you're going to need to regain You need to always be gaining clients. Yes. You know, your clients might still be scared of COVID and not coming in. I'm sure you have a few. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, and you need to make up yeah. for that, those clients now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's why I'm always still offering, like, you refer three clients, you get 20%, especially my college girls. You always got to find girls, too, that work in, like, you know, high populated places. Like, she works in Nordstrom in the makeup area. You want to get that girl as a client and tell her to refer all those girls that are telling her hair looks bomb or her spray tan looks bomb. And where did she go? You know, it's word of mouth still, even though social media is a thing, they still will ask, where did you get your nails done? Where did you get this? Because people- Well, the best way to grow, I think besides influencers is um, connecting with people who have a clientele. Like that's 100% the number one way. Yep. Yep. It's always been a thing. And I've always, you know, know that like I do model calls where I get certain models that I try to find. And for, I tell them like, I'm telling them what my vibe is or what I wanted to do. And they get their hair done for cost of like what the color is. And I'm going to do whatever I want on their hair. They're going to post a certain amount of posts about me, stories, stuff like that. And they're going to refer me at their work, um, you know, this and this and this. And I'm going to see how many people I'm going to get from them. And, you know, and a certain look, like I want a beachy girl. That's, you know, you always want to like make your clientele the vibe that you're going for. I want a 25 to 45 woman that, you know, spends good money on a handbag that goes out to the beach, that goes out to dinner that, you know what I'm saying? You have to like create this person you have in to your identify mind. your target yes. client. And when you put that yes. image in your head, you start getting those clients. Like 100%. I wanted clients downtown Austin. I know yeah. people who live there have good money, obviously women from like 25 to 38, maybe a yes. little bit older. I, that's like the yes. age range I want. And I got yes. literally that client a couple of weeks ago. And now she's bought in a three pack from me. She's going to buy another three pack. And yeah. you know, she's a freaking yeah. doctor in Austin. Like, yeah, like see, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then she's gonna refer her other doctors or nurse yeah. practitioners, or and she's got whatever. successful friends, like people yeah, who are and they successful. Have money. Yeah, yes. I have other friends that are successful and make money, and that's yes. like what you want to think of. Exactly, you have to like. It's almost like manifesting. Like you're you're manifesting that you want this girl, this age to this age. She she shops at you know nasty gal. She's super cute. She has a very, you know, cool vibe. She goes here. She, you know, buys this and she's buying high-end hair products. She's buying high-end makeup, you know, high-end face products. And she, you know, is influenced by certain things and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like you just have to, you have to target that certain 
person. And if you do that through your Instagram and the things that you're posting or that you're vibing out, it's gonna come back to you. If you don't wanna do men's haircuts, don't be posting men's haircuts. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, don't yeah. be, don't be posting things that you don't want. You have to be posting the girl, the e-girl that you want because you want to do other girls that are like high fashion colors or fashion colors or whatever, because that's what you want to be doing. I want to be doing global bleach out blondes that are living down by the beach that are fully blonde, that they have to be coming every four to six weeks to maintaining their high maintenance blonde. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you have to portray that person and get those people to get in those people. You don't want to be doing root touch-ups that are, you know, she's 60 and has to come in every three weeks. It's just not fun. Like those are money makers. But if you want more fun stuff, then you need to be finding, like you keep that client for your, the money and the, in the maintenance, but you try to find the other people that are the fun clients that are the posting clients that are going to be giving you what you want. And and essentially you weed out the people that were your money makers because you got those new ones that are making way more money because they have the money and they're paying more for those certain services that you're trying to project. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so where can listeners connect with you online? It's hair by Gypsy Nick, right? On Instagram. Yeah. And it's yeah. So my N-I-C-K. Instagram is okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hair gypsy, Nick, N I C K. So hair gypsy, Nick and online on Instagram. And I have my own website also hair gypsy, Um, that's also the link in my bio in, um, on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook also, but honestly, Instagram is what my main platform is and what I'm doing. So you're taking new clients. Yes. I'm taking new clients. Um, I have a cancellation list because right now I'm like a month or two booked out depending on like major crazy color corrections and blonding services, which I like specialize in and what my passion is. So that and then October 1st, we will be launching our education brand, which is called Beach Blonde Education. And that's with my friend Bleach Blonde Boss on Instagram. So me and him are going to be doing that together, providing uh, blonding and balayage, uh, color formulations and techniques through that also. That's amazing. I'm super excited to see that on Instagram and what that looks like. Thank you. I know. I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be super cool. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me? Um, Gosh, I feel like we talk so much throughout Instagram. I not really I know. enough that I can think of. Yeah, like, are you doing any more with the mooses? Are you elevating? Like, are you? Do you have any other things with the moose that you're going to be doing or stuff like that so, that you could be selling? I changed the moose formula actually. So I got a supplier that I got my cost down lower because if, when you sell on Amazon, they take six seventy five per product, no matter oh, wow. what. Yeah, oh, wow. so if, this is good if you're listening or if you ever want to get on Amazon, that's just like the standard they take on every product matter, you put on there. It doesn't matter what you're selling? Like doesn't, doesn't matter, matter what you're selling? No. And oh, so okay. then you pay shipping and that's another cost you have to eat up on Amazon too. Oh, so, wow. I, didn't know. I thought they paid shipping. No. So it's wow. cheap. It's discounted because they get like really good rates. So it's like three bucks or something. But those are all factors you need to take in. So uh-huh. I needed to get my product costs lower. So I got a new supplier. And th- I think this moose is – you have my older one, but – Yeah. This moose I've gotten great feedback from. It's 
Uh, I think it's better than the other one. It's dry super fast, no transfer onto your clothes, great color. And I bought like applicate back applicators for the moon. Oh, I want one of those. I was that's been my thing. So when I watched that video that you posted with the girl with the thing, the you know how you had that video about how to apply it because I watched it on Amazon because I was very. um, I remember when you were doing the shoot, and I've tried the weight the back, but I I honestly have my ten year old. I stand there naked and she does my back because I can't do it. Like, I just can't. I know. I, I, have, my arms, I have my boyfriend like, too, too. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. And yeah, so. so I totally want that back. When you came out with that, I was like, that's genius because I need that too. Yeah, and it's I'm like you just kind of like mood. rub it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you just rub it and you put that on your back. So I have that coming out. And then that's awesome. my biggest thing that I want to come out with, this is like probably a next year project, but is a spray tan safe sunblock. So that. Oh my God, that is so smart. I think that'll blow up more than the mousse because there's nothing marketed like that on social media or on Amazon as spray tan safe sunblock. You know of it because spray tanners will recommend it, but you know, this would be marketed for it. Oh my God, that's really freaking smart. Holy crap, because that's true. I'll put this spray tan mousse, but then I put the sunscreen over and I always think like, is it going to affect the spray tan, like the mousse, or like how it deposits in my skin? You know what I'm saying? Well, you want to use like Sunbum or Kula. Those are really good brands. They're okay. both on Target. Okay. Um, so use those. But yeah, I want that's like the next big project. I wanted to come out with that before the mousse, to be uh-huh. honest, because I feel like uh-huh. it'll be bigger. But I needed a mousse. It's just like if you're a spray tanner, you have to sell yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally just, agree. Like, you have to. I totally agree because then you just go on, you know, buy something else. And yeah you do something else because they'll, they'll find it. Cause it's on the market. You can buy Ulta anywhere. Like they always, someone always yes. has something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just like I had to do and it's going great. It's just like, I know the spray tan safe sunblock will be no, really awesome. Real, and I'm, yeah, that's really smart actually. Cause I would totally do that too. And I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So that's the next thing on the books for sure. That's right. I'm so Once excited start for you. Money off the moose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would awesome. be cool. That's awesome. It's a whole nother process. If you whole make your own beast. products or. Yeah. Oh God. Well, <laughs> it's like you beast. want all of these like little revenue streams, you know, each product you come out with is a new revenue stream. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And that's what I think that every, like even if you're just starting out and you're just a brand new hairdresser, you're just a brand new mobile spray tanner. Think of things like that, even if it's like the exfoliating glove and it's not your exact product, but buy those products and sell them to your clients. You know what I mean? Like if you're just starting, you have to start thinking of something else. Just it can't be one thing. It has to be like multiple things. And then I feel like your creative juices start flowing of other things that you can do within that one thing, like a tree branch. Yeah. Well, my biggest regret is not selling my own mousse sooner. Like that was, I, I was know. losing out on so much money. I know. And like influencers that I've used to work with that I could have gave it to that I don't anymore or whatever, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I know. you know, if there's one advice, at least launch fast. And if yeah. you're gaining momentum, like just keep launching because even if the money's not there, spend the money because you'll make it back. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and too, it's like, don't always think you're just going to blow up. Like, you got to put that money toward, even if you're not going to make money on the moose right away, you put that money towards back the moose, back the moose. And then one day it's going to, just like your own business, you have to spend money to make money. Oh, yeah, you have to. And you have to start somewhere. There's places where you can get low minimums, like, just do the research, find the supplier. There's people out there 
people yeah. will tell you no screw them find the right place like I had a lot of people tell me I had so many moose companies tell me you're crazy for wanting a black bottle because I sell my moose in a black bottle and a black I lid thought, just let you know when you did that I was like oh my god that looks so much better than the white one I don't know why that's weird yeah but it is. And because it's, it gets dirty that's what I was just gonna say mine looks dirty because I got your first one and when it get that it the spray comes out and then it's like stained on the outside and uh-huh. let's I know, be real. That's why I want it black. Yeah, let's be real. Everything black is more sexy. Come on. Exactly. But they told yeah. me I had this one guy laugh in my face for saying I wanted a black <laughs> bottle. He's like, he why? Told me good luck. Because he said it's impossible to get with the minimums that I wanted. Like I would need to spend X amount to get the black bottles. Oh, He's like, you're crazy. All of these hilarious. bottles come standard white. That's yeah, and so, so I got the black bottle. Yeah, because I really wanted that. That was like important. <laughs> And so when someone tells you no, just keep trekking along. And I wish I could email that guy and be like, hey, look at my moose. <laughs> and, be, and be like, I got my black bottles and everyone freaking loves it. <laughs> yeah. And I got a low minimum. So screw you. So uh-huh. just keep trekking and, if someone tells you no. Yeah. And it's like when you hear no once, don't be discouraged. Keep going. Like you're going to hear no. And I'm sure you can attest to this. You're going to hear no a million times. Just like any oh, yeah, it's, star, any uh-huh. anything that anyone that's blown up, it's like you hear no because that p- other people didn't believe. There's going to be one person that believes in you and it's going to go. You're going to go. You're going to keep, you know, you're going to succeed. You just have to find that one person that believes in you or that one thing or, you know, don't get so discouraged. Just keep going. Yeah. And not settle not be like, okay, yeah. well, I guess this is just the way it is. And, but it's like, yeah. no. And my boyfriend's really good at that. He was, I was like, maybe I'm just not going to get a black bottle. He's like, no, like keep going. Like, yeah. What do you mean? You can't get a black bottle. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You get a black that, bottle. They're yeah. out there. Yeah. It's like, it's not even that hard. Yeah. And good for him that he's telling you like, no, Jessica, you're going to freaking do it. And it's going to yeah. happen. And so and we got did. the black bottle. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yes. It's like the small, it's the smallest thing, but it makes a big difference. And it's like, that made you happy. That's what you wanted. That was your vision of what it was. Well, Cause it like. separates you from everything else on the market. Like there's not 100%. any other really black mooses. That's there's true. like one or two, but they're all white. Yeah. That's very true. Or they're like, a and my whole color. color scheme is black and white. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. really like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I want something that's so to look funny. sleek and like. Yeah, sexy. Yeah, yeah totally. not get dirty. I love that. That's actually really smart. Yeah, and see, and it coincides with your brand. See, it has to go like full circle. It coincides with your brand. Yeah, like if I came out with a bright pink mousse, that would have been yeah. so weird. Yeah, so weird <laughs> and not branding. So yeah, like everything needs to coincide with your branding. And I think everyone should try to find and find someone that like just graduated college and that's their passion, right? find someone that that's how I started doing it. I was like, I'm going to find one of my clients that just graduated or just started a small business. Cause I want to support their small business. Like they're supporting mine and I'm going to help. And she's going to brand me. Right. Or she's going to help mm-hmm. me do this. I feel like if all these small business people work together. It makes everyone a bigger business. Cause we're all supporting small businesses. Yeah. And you don't have to spend it. Like I had one, cause I wanted to rebrand right before uh-huh. I launched my moose. And I reached out to this girl in high school. She's super sweet and stuff, but she was like three grand to rebrand. And I'm like, oh my God. Just, I'm like, just no way. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure you're oh totally worth every penny. Yeah. But yeah. like, that just, I have to spend that money on my product, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, and 100%. Yeah. So, you know, I ended up just creating my own logo on Canva. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Canva works too. Yeah. 
Yes, totally. Uh, you can create That's- your logo. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. And maybe down the line when I'm, I don't know, balling out on products, I'll invest three grand and have this awesome yeah. rebrand. But wait yeah. till you're there. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. And if you ever help with the rebranding, I have my girl too, and she's not that much money at all. And she's helped so many hairdressers and small businesses. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. See, and then her name, a lot of people uh, do trade for work. Yeah. 100%. 100%. That's what I learned from my dad. Also, I, I still to this day have certain clients with my branding. Her name is glossy Mark too on Instagram at glossy Mark. Her name is Jean and she does all my rebranding, all my stuff for Instagram, not all my stuff for Instagram, but like my web, she built my website. She did, she's done my, she helps me with my blogs. She does so much stuff. So like there's a, there's people that can do that for you and help you and rebrand you. And it does not need to cost a million dollars. And we actually trade. So like there's exactly. A million, and I've a bunch of my hairdresser friends have used her. She's doing all our branding stuff for our education program with me and my friend. And she's rebranding him right now at the moment. So there's a lot of things and avenues that you could do for trade. I trade with my personal trainer. I do her hair for free and she trains me. So there's a, people still do that. That is still a thing. Oh yeah. I do that all the time with hairdressers yeah. and yeah. Um, I, would, I would do that with, I would do that with you girl. If you were here, I'd be trading with you all day. Well, exactly. And then, you know what, they're going to refer their clients to you too. So it's like, exactly. I love reaching out like, Hey, you know, to someone like you, like, yeah. Hey, I'd love to offer you a complimentary spray tan. You yeah. get them in, you guys trade services. And then you know what, you're going to also refer all your clients to them because you guys like each other and exactly. you're already getting the service, you're tan in front of them. It just, it's yeah. such an easy partnership and it's natural yeah. and organic. It's not a sales Exactly. Pitch. Exactly. Cause you genuinely like them and you genuinely lo- use their services. Yeah, exactly. and they're like, oh, shit, your hair looks good. Oh, shit, your tan yeah. looks good. It's just so yeah. natural. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, here's the girl. Go. Boom. Uh-huh. Done. Uh-huh. Exactly. All day. Yeah. All day. That's well, awesome. I'm so glad you came on. Is there anything I else know. you want to leave the audience with or anything? Tips, um, tricks? Oh, God. Just like freaking don't let – there's so many haters out there. I feel like, you know, when you're doing good, don't let those haters bring you down. You just do you and be your authentic self. Like I, that sounds so cheese ball, but just be your authentic self and do you. If everyone's not going to like, you know, me, everyone's not going to like you. Everyone's not going to like everyone. The people though, that do are going to be there and going to be your freaking cheerleaders. So like, yeah, just be your authentic self. Do you what makes you happy. And in when everyone tells, you no, just keep trucking, like just keep working hard because I believe in manifestation. I believe in things happen for a reason. When one door closes, I honestly believe another one opens because that's how we grow and that's how we evolve as people. So yeah, the worst things always turn into the best things. I've learned that time and time again. Yeah. Things that are really hard, like, you know, it it just anything in life. It could be, it doesn't have to be with business. It could be with personal relationships you know, breaking up, getting back together, whatever. It just, it always, you always just learn something from the past and move forward because anything in life that's hard is worth it. Period. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah, I look about that all the time that I put into my business and it's like, thank God I did that then Jesus. Yeah. Cause now it's pain finally like really paying off. 100%. That's exactly what I feel too. Exactly. Well, thank you thank again you, for Jessica. coming on. No, thank you. Yeah, You're so this awesome. This has been great. 
I know. Yeah, You're I think so, people will get a I lot from th- this. I know, me too. And I just, I appreciate you and what you've done because you've made me think out of the side of the box. And I appreciate you and how you're helping other people and the whole entrepreneurship, like that thing that you posted about, I think people would be interested in that. I'm mentoring, I mentor my assistants and I'm kind of doing the same thing with one-on-one. So I think people should, are, are and should interested in that. And I feel like even though like you didn't mentor me, I feel like you helped me in a sense and like, you don't even mean to do yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think it's so awesome. And I tell people about you all the time. And that's how Kristen started doing your spray tending. I said, reach out to Jessica. She made her own moose. And she's like, that's so rad. Like, I can't believe that. How did she do that? I said, she's so rad. Like DM her. She'll freaking talk to you. She's not going to make money of you. She's not doing anything, but she will help you because that's just the person that you are. And so I just want to thank you for being the way you are. And doing what you're doing because it opens so many doors for other entrepreneurial women. And I just love that. And that's kind of what I'm doing with the education. I want to help people. I think I realized how much I like helping people educationally wise. And when I had my first assistant and I've seen my assistants grow now on the floor doing badass hair. And I'm like, I did that. Like I helped them. Like they're mm-hmm. doing that because I helped them and I was their cheerleader and I motivated them. And so I just want to thank you for helping other people in this space and all of us badass babes trying to involve each other, you know? Yeah. Like, well, just it's helping like we, other people. For everyone. Like, don't bring them down. Yeah. Yeah. There's so no reason to you. that like that behavior of like not following your competition. I do it because I'm a nutcase and will compare myself, but like normal people would probably yeah. follow their And that's fine. But you know that about yourself and that's that, you know that about yourself. So that's totally fine. So like that, I'm just saying like, I feel like every badass babe out there, I always say babes, so all the badass babes out there encourage the other badass babes to do better also because then we all look good. Like mm-hmm. no more hating. Like, let's just be cool with each other and elevate each other that's all i want like all the badass babes to have you know elevate each other in life yeah i agree the whole cattiness yeah it's just so overrated it's so dumb ever since you change your when you change your mentality that good energy comes to you if you're going to be that type of person things aren't going to work out for you so just no they really are and i've seen that firsthand when people are shitty yeah. you know screw me over they don't do well like yeah I've seen it firsthand and it's like yeah, same not just me but like in general like if you're a shitty person you're not going to be successful like yeah you can't build a business off fucking people over it's no, just not 100 and I feel like people whether they see it or not they kind of know that you're if you're that type of way they'll kind of sense that people can read off energy so be the person that you want to be and to be around period yeah it's like basic like stuff that your parents taught you but really doing it we forget it i guess (laughs) when we get older (laughs) yeah totally we didn't listen to our parents and we have to relearn it totally well i want to thank you for having me on it's been a total total honor so thank you and thank you for creating this amazing podcast and this space that women can learn and try to elevate them and their business at the same time yeah i hope people you know are getting some value out of this and talking to all different aspects and different industries and yeah you know bringing to light that you know service providers are business owners whether they like it or not or want to say yeah. they are they are yeah 100 percent. even if you didn't mean to be you are yeah. <laughs> newsflash you're a yeah. business owner yeah yeah <laughs> totally 
totally. Well, All thank right. you, Jessica. And I yeah, can't thank you. So yeah. Yeah, it'll be up. I forgot what day, but I know it's in okay. a few weeks. So it'll be okay. up. You'll start okay, seeing perfect. me post about perfect. it. Perfect. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate you. And I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. You too. I'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope you loved today's episode. Um, I have a new episode every Sunday. I interview small business owners. If you have someone you want to nominate who's just a badass, who has a great story, whatever it may be, DM at Don't Call Me Girl Boss and let me know why I should interview them. Also, if you loved this podcast, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. That's the only way to really support the podcast. And I just really appreciate every single one of you listening and I hope you enjoyed it and became a better version of yourself and really gained some tips, some tricks, just anything from this podcast. Um, I'll see you next week.